Welcome to the Thelcom Podcast. Now, here's a question for you. Who doesn't want to live a great life? Surely we all want to live a wonderful life. And this podcast is all about the ingredients for a great life. We'll be sharing the detail of tools, tactics, techniques, mindsets that you can consider and adopt if you like them to create your own great life. We'll be interviewing kind-hearted people who want to share their ideas, their stories and their methods with you. You are listening to the Falcon Podcast and your host is David Lilly. It's Sunday the 14th of October 2018 and it's raining heavily outside. But it didn't stop me from going on my morning walk. I've done two miles of the four miles that I like to walk on a daily basis. And on this morning's walk, I was deciding what I was going to cover in this week's podcast. And I decided that today's podcast is going to be all about life philosophy and why it's important for you to decide what your life philosophy is. Ask yourself this question. What is my life philosophy? When I ask most people this question, eight to nine out of ten of people don't know the answer. And the question puts five out of ten people into a modest level of shock because they realise just how important a question this is. The majority of people have one precious life, but they've never thought for one second about what their life philosophy is. It's remarkable. Now there is life-changing and life-defining prizes at the end of deciding your life philosophy. And I hope you'll invest the time to listen to the remainder of this podcast on this very important subject. Now before we get into the detail of creating your life philosophy, let's meander a little deeper into human nature. Very few people are immune to the desire and the need to feel liked, loved, and respected by other people. And whilst this is an understandable human desire, because it's linked to our most basic of human needs, which is to be loved and to be accepted, it should be of secondary importance to our life philosophy. As we meander through life, most of us become acutely conscious and we greatly care about how we appear to the world and those people around us. This is what some people refer to as our image or our egos, and we talked about that on our previous podcast. The need to satisfy our image includes such things as the way we style our hair, if we are lucky enough to have any, that is. Most of you know I'm follically challenged. The clothes we choose to wear, the makeup that some ladies choose to apply, before they have the courage to go out and face the world, the cars that we opt to drive, the phone we prefer to use. Again, we covered some of this on our last podcast. And if you haven't listened to it, then perhaps you should. It's called Challenging Your Ego and Becoming a More Authentic Person. It's the last podcast before this one. Another part of our image and our character is the way we choose to interact with and treat other people. Some of us treat people well because we genuinely care about them. It's not just that we want to be seen to care about others. We really do care about them. This has been influenced into our nature. Other people, however, show care for others because they are being watched and observed. The question is, would they care so much if no one was watching? Many of the choices that we make and the behaviours that we display are somewhat influenced by how we might be perceived by others. This mindset, the one of seeking approval from others, even when that approval can bring with it some negative connotations, is not easy to change. 
as we've grown up from children to adults, the environment we've grown up in, the values instilled into us by our parents and the people we have been most exposed to during our lives has what I refer to as a contagious effect. Many of us begin to behave just like the people that we expose ourselves to the most. If we choose to spend time around negative, pessimistic and lazy people, the chances are these characteristics will shine through in the development of our own personality, our image and our habits. If, however, we surround ourselves with positive, energetic and happy people, there's a very good chance we will become a happy and a positive person. A person who's sought after as a companion and who wins friends easily. Self-analysis can be difficult, but it pays to take time to examine the sort of person you are. When I go on my morning walks in nature, I always take some time to reflect on my life, the way that I am behaving towards other people. And if I'm truly living out the life philosophy that I chose some 10 years ago, in my up-and-coming book, The Ingredients for a Great Life, there's a whole chapter dedicated to the subject of deciding your very own unique and authentic life philosophy, which summarises the sort of life you really want to live and the positive impact you want to have in and on this world. Now, for total clarity, your life philosophy is not about what you want to own. It's about what you want to achieve in your life and how you want to contribute positively to the world. Thinking about this life philosophy is one of the most powerful personal exercises you will ever go through. It will become your guiding light and help you to decide a set of foundations, values and principles by which you are going to live your life. As we consider the subject of life philosophy, some of us hold great fear of disapproval, of being disliked or disrespected by others. Some of the times such fears are based on very flimsy grounds. We can all be guilty of seeking approval from people who are not really in tune with our deeper subconscious desires. Because of the pressure that society and the media puts on us to present ourselves to the world in a certain way, to behave in a specific way, to live our life to a certain broadly ingrained tradition, many of us are suppressed by the fear of being marginalised by some of the people in our lives. Considering and deciding your true life philosophy will help you to decide which types of people you want in your life because they match your considered deeper life plan. Your life philosophy will lead you to holding dear certain types of people and demonstrating your life philosophy, living that way, will attract certain types of people to you, the people who want to be around you because of your behaviours. I can think of a few people who are now mainstays in my life because sharing my life philosophy with them or demonstrating it to them has let them into my personal philosophy and some of my healthier, intimate thoughts. They have seen a glimpse of my heart. They have seen me happy, sad and upset. My best friends are the people who I'm confident would be in my life if I were a poor beggar on the street, although they'd not let me be on the street for long, I think it's fair to say. They love me for my personality, my friendship and the authentic values that I demonstrate, not because of any material benefit that I can offer to them. Names that come to mind as I record this podcast are Paul Lee, Nick Johnson, Mike O'Dwyer, Karen Child, Paul Davies, Paul Swales, Michael Thomas and Stuart Haywood. But there are many more people that I could name. These are people who expect nothing of me and they are some of my genuine friends. 
Our friendships are based on a currency of respect. Material aspects don't really come into it. Our failure to consider our life philosophy can see us overly influenced by what I call shallow materialism and society pressure. The consequences are that we can sometimes walk away from doing things that our hearts are really attracted to. We can be guilty of abandoning some of the people who we really enjoy being around because they are alternative and they don't fit a certain mould that ticks the prevailing society approved box. We can be guilty of living our life to win the approval of others instead of designing and then living the authentic life that we truly want for ourselves. The fear of rejection, the fear of disdain, the worry that people will snigger if we fail. These are all emotions that are at play with most people at some time in our life. They are emotions that I've personally grappled with. In my profession, I meet literally hundreds of people each year, and sadly I experience the sort of debilitating fear in too many people. I meet ambitious people who are focused on the more material aspects of life and not the spiritual and the pursuit of experience and making memories. There are many people who talk to me about changing their life circumstances but they haven't thought deep enough about what they really want. They haven't come up with their life philosophy. They realise that when they get the expensive watch, the fancy car, there is a momentary feeling of satisfaction. But the truth is, it quickly becomes an empty feeling and the desire for the watch is quickly replaced by the desire for the next designer watch, the next car. When they get that, they get the same empty feeling. Eventually, some people do pause and realise that some material items may create convenience, but they don't create spiritual contentment. Some people do progress from a point of being materialistic and egotistical to a place of spiritual clarity. They realise that the £200 watch will last for as many years, look just as good and tell the same accurate time as the £5,000 Rolex. Isn't it crazy that we spend so much money on such simple items that don't do anything more special than an option at a fraction of the price. In my world, philosophy and spiritual clarity is not about religion. It's about creating a set of life values and an ultimate mission and then living that life philosophy each day. Now, please don't misinterpret me totally here. I do understand the desire for some creature comfort, some material items. For example, I drive tens of thousands of miles each year, and so I've chosen a nice, comfortable and safe car, and it carries all the creature comforts. It's got a great audio system so that my car can be a mobile classroom because I listen to lots of audio programs. It has heated seats so I can get warm quickly in the perishing British winters. I've got satellite navigation for ease of getting to my various destinations. Bluetooth so I can talk to my friends hands-free and have the business calls that I need. Also, I can optimise my time. Remember the tea in Thelcom, the ingredients for a great life, is time, the most important aspect of life, the most important ingredients of life. I also have automatic transmission on my car so I can drive without stress on a busy motorway. My choice of car remains more about comfort and convenience than egotistical materialism. I have to tell you another story. I have a very old cabriolet. It's a Peugeot 307, and I like to drive it when the weather's nice here in the United Kingdom. Now, this car is 15 years old, so it's not going to impress anyone, but it impresses me when I drive through the Derbyshire countryside and I can smell the nature, the woodlands, the grass, and I can sample the fresh air reverberating around me. How I look in this car is of secondary importance to me. How I feel is my motivation in keeping and using the old Peugeot Cabriolet. Regrettably, I see some people start on their own path 
of deciding this life philosophy of self-improvement, but then they step off their chosen path because they get disapproving feedback from people close to them. Their choice of modest materialism, or let's say more modest materialism, the business or career opportunities they pursue. Lots of people in network marketing suffer from people frowning at them, for example. Some people frown at the life partner we choose because they're too old, let's say, or too young, or from a different nation, different values, from a different religion. Our sets of friends... We don't measure up to peer pressure. And so they abandon this life philosophy and they abandon their real desires. And sadly, they conform to a life of living out someone else's choosing, someone else's preferences. It's actually crazy. In my experience, the people providing the discouragement and the disapproval usually ignore the deeper evidence and the facts about the advantages of the spiritual over the material, something that sits outside of the perception of normal and traditional is often irrationally disregarded as not good or worthwhile. Some people just can't get their head around something different and non-traditional, no matter how positive it is. As I share these thoughts with you, the wonderful poem from a guy called Theodore Roosevelt jumps into my mind. I call it a poem, it's probably more of a saying, but it really resonates with me. I'm going to share that with you now. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or were the doer of good deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best in the end, knows the triumph of high achievement, and who at worst, if he fails, at least he fails whilst daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. As I reflect on this amazing speech, I ask you to dwell on certain words. Be that person who spends yourself in a worthy cause, if you so desire. Pursue the outcome of high achievement, if that suits your life philosophy. Accept that some failure occurs in life, but see failure as a lesson and an outcome and part of a learning process. Failing can and often does lead to positive outcomes. Don't have the regret that those who sit on the fence have. Remember these timid souls may never experience victory or defeat or the joy of striving. I offer you simple advice. Decide what you want from your life. This is your life. Decide what you want from it and then pursue it with determination and vigor each day. Don't let anyone steal your enthusiasm or your dreams and do be careful about the people that you seek approval from. Deciding on your life philosophy is an easy process, but it's challenging in the discipline of mindset. You'll need to take your time. The process starts by writing down the values that you hold dear and the reasons why. It's very important as you're choosing to design your life that your values are always uppermost in your mind. And we touched on that in the last podcast. You then need to ask yourself about your passions, your interests, and what makes you happy in a deeper way. Write down what makes you feel good and happy. Also write down what makes you feel motivated and consider the reasons why. The why it makes you happy is as important as the what makes you happy. Also write down 
your fears, the things that you're frightened of, and why these fears exist, and then decide to minimize the situations where these emotions of fear can negatively affect you. Now there is a much clearer and regimented process for helping you to decide on your life philosophy in my book, which is up and coming. It's called The Ingredients for a Great Life. Look out for that book. But I'm going to close this podcast by sharing with you my own life philosophy. I went through exactly the same process as the one that I've just recommended to you. Pulled out my journal and I started to write down, when am I happiest? Why am I happy? What makes me feel energized and ambitious? What am I frightened of and why? At the end of every question I ask myself, I ask myself why. The why is a powerful question. And at the end of that process, which took place for me over a two to three week period, I ended up with my life philosophy, which is as follows. My life philosophy is to live a healthy, happy and compassionate life. Note those words, healthy, happy and compassionate life. To see as much of this world as possible. Now, of course, money plays a part in that. I can't see all of the world if I don't have the finances to do that. And one of the reasons why I work, to see as much of this world as possible, of course, with my family. To focus on positive experiences. To spread kindness wherever I can. And anybody that's known me for the longest or spent time with me will have seen me in various situations being kind to other people literally every day, to spread kindness wherever I can, to make a positive impact on those people that I come into contact with. That usually is based on me sharing something with them. If it's not kindness, it's a piece of advice. If it's not a piece of advice, it's warm encouragement to someone that's feeling down. So I'll read that out to you again. My life philosophy is this, to live a healthy, happy and compassionate life, to see as much of the world as possible, to focus on positive experiences to spread kindness wherever I can, to make a positive impact on those people that I come into contact with. Take some time after this podcast to write down somewhere prominent, what is my life philosophy? And let that question burn into your mind in a positive way over the course of the next week or so. And slowly start to write down what makes you happy, what makes you feel energized, why, what frightens you and why. Ask yourself all sorts of questions about life circumstances that give you the most fulfillment. And from that, your own statement that underpins your life philosophy, like the one I've just read to you, will be born. My name is David Lilly. I'm the creator of the Thelcom formula and the author of the up-and-coming book, The Ingredients for a Great Life. I hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast all about life philosophy. And if you have, and you feel it would benefit someone, why not share it with them? And the one thing that I'd be really grateful for is if you have enjoyed this week's podcast, please write me a positive review on iTunes. I'll be more grateful for that than you would know. I wish you a happy Sunday in October and thank you for the taking the time to listen to me.